Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. The Saints had a 27-20 win over the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. It was a great game, good performance all around, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, hell of a win for us, um, you know, against, you know, a team that's the defending Super Bowl champion. So, uh, proud of the way our guys played. Uh, I really thought offensively, I thought we played really well in the game. Um, you know, specifically there in the second half for us to be able to move the ball like we did. I mean, coming out in the second half to start the second half and, and getting the touchdown it was a was a huge momentum uh, boost for us. So, um, yeah, happy to get the win and, and um, ready to get back to work. Andy Dalton had probably his most complete game as a Saint. He went 21 of 25 for 260 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 149.6. A perfect rating is 158.3, so not very far off. You know, I think at the end of the day, I'm happy with the way that we were able to play today. And uh, the adversity that we had faced the last couple weeks, especially offensively, everybody talks about we obviously haven't scored enough points. We obviously haven't played as well as we had in previous weeks. But for us to put all that aside and focus on this game, what we were trying to accomplish, had a great plan going in and we went out and executed it. Regardless of all the other stuff that, that goes on, I think that's what makes you the most proud. And you know that's for me personally and for this group. Hayden Ellis, the linebacker, has been doing a phenomenal job in place of Pete Werner, who's been out with injury. He had 11 total tackles, a sack and a half, two quarterback hurries, a tackle for a loss. Linebacker Demario Davis had great things to say about him. 5-5 five, five has probably been, for the last couple years, the best-kept secret in the NFL. We knew what type of player he was, and now he's getting that opportunity, and he's showing it to the world. Uh-huh. I don't know if anybody's shocked when they watch it in our building. Um, I'm sure he's shocking a lot of people who didn't know. Um, but just give it time, he's going to be on everybody's radar. Speaking of Davis, he had eight total tackles, half of that sack, and a quarterback hurry. Chris Olave, the rookie, finally got in the end zone again. It's been a little while, but he definitely had a huge touchdown, a 53-yard pass from Andy Dalton. He had five receptions, went for 102 yards, and that touchdown. I mean, to have that outcome, to you know, feel like I put the ball in a great spot. Chris was, you know, exactly how we had it planned, you know, taking that shot down the field. And, you know, we got a look that we wanted, and, you know, he made a big play. And then the defensive line. We knew going in that it was going to be a little bit depleted without Cam Jordan there on the end, already without Marcus Davenport. Carl Granderson came in, had seven total tackles, a sack and a half, two quarterback hurries, and a tackle for a loss. Defensive end Peyton Turner did go out of the game with an injury and was good to see the rest of the line stepping up. 
We're going to hear from head coach Dennis Allen today and a couple of the players. It's going to be a little bit different week as they prepare for the San Francisco 49ers this upcoming Sunday with Thanksgiving on Thursday. They will practice per usual, just be a little bit different as far as the availabilities go. We'll keep you posted throughout the week. To help break down this game and talk a little bit about the upcoming games this season for the Saints, the outlook going forward, is former linebacker for the Saints, Jonathan Vilma. He was on the call for Fox with Kenny Albert and Shannon Spake yesterday in the Superdome. So he's going to give us his firsthand insight into the team. Jonathan, thank you for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate it. It was good to have you on the call yesterday. I think you brought us some luck. Saints getting the 27-20 win over the Los Angeles Rams. How was it being back in the Superdome? Uh, it was great. I always say that New Orleans is my second home. Uh, still have a lot of guys that work on the staff. Uh, Mickey Loomis is still there. And uh, Dennis Allen was my secondary coach back when I played. So uh, it's, every time I come back, it's almost like uh, going back in time a little bit and just uh, reliving the memories, having a good time, good conversation. So uh, it's always great to be back. I think it's pretty safe to say that the saints needed a victory in this one going four and seven now instead of three and eight is a lot better place to be in at this point in the season overall what were your thoughts on the way the saints handled this game i thought it was a very crisp game by the saints uh they didn't turn the football over uh love the creativity offensively by p carmichael i uh, thought they did a good job of uh, adding some new wrinkles, new plays to Taysom Hill, uh, Alvin Kamara, getting him out in space. Uh, so I thought they did a really good job offensively. And then defensively, uh, still did a good job, could have done a little bit better, but <clears throat> like the way that uh, they went out after facing a little adversity, giving up a long touchdown pass uh, to get aggressive and then frankly put pressure on the quarterback. And that's what you need. Yeah, you mentioned the creativity on offense. They went to Taysom Hill a lot in the quarterback, 16 snaps at QB. Andy Dalton didn't have as many reps, but I think he had his most complete game as a Saint. He went 21 to 25, 260 yards, and then he had three touchdowns, and he passed the ball around you know, to different receivers. Definitely a, a lot of uh, creativity, I guess, on the offensive side of things. How do you think Dalton did with the snaps that he had and his ability to manage the offense? I thought Dalton executed the game plan uh, very well when he was in the, in the uh, offense. Uh, I like that he was quick with his decisions. I like that he was accurate with the football, um, especially down the red zone. Uh, had a great game plan in the red zone. And then I really like that when they <clears throat> took their shots, <clears throat> they made the most of it. Um, looking back at that touchdown pass to Chris Olave, you know, they didn't run that play too many times. And when they ran it, they got the shot, got the look that they were looking for defensively and they executed. So uh, with Andy Dalton making the most of the opportunities, you know, that's really a blueprint going forward. Going forward, how much do you think that they're going to use Taysom Hill in that quarterback position? I would hope that they use Taysom Hill for the same amount of snaps at least. Uh, and now it comes down to converting on third downs. It comes down to getting ahead of the chains, making it, you know, second and short, third and short. Uh, because when you start bringing in Taysom Hill, it makes it harder for a defense now to go back and forth with their game plan. And then Andy Dalton gets back in the game. 
And now you're looking at a defense that's either tired, uh, depleted, or basic, frankly, because you have a Taysom Hill who's adding an extra dimension. So uh, I would be shocked if uh, P. Carmichael lessens the snaps of Taysom Hill at that quarterback position. The offensive line coming into this game had some injuries that they were dealing with. They seem to do pretty good, especially with Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. What were your takeaways with the offensive line play and how they held up in this one? Uh, they did well for what they were asked for. And of course, there were a couple of times they gave up plays, gave up sacks, and that's going to happen. Uh, but when you are asking the offensive line to basically block for two seconds, right? And then Andy Dolan is expected to get the ball out in those two seconds. Uh, you're uh, asking the offensive line to hold your block and not necessarily drive an Aaron Donald off the football, but just position him so that an Alvin Kamara can get through the hole. Uh, when you ask him to do just the basic things and then let Andy Dalton and or Taysom Hill set the protections, you, you have a chance. And then, of course, you still have a really good right side of the offensive line with Cesar Ruiz and Ryan Ramchek. So it always helps that you can still rely on them on the on that side. Thank you for talking offense for a little while. We can talk defense now. I know that's your side of the ball. Let's talk about the linebackers because Demario Davis has been solid all season, but you don't have Pete Werner in this game for the second game in a row. And Caden Ellis had a great game. I mean, I don't think that people expected him to come out and play the way that he did. What were your thoughts on his play? What stood out to you about his performance? Caden uh, Ellis, uh, he is a he has a tremendous feel for uh, working with the defensive linemen in passing situations to get to the quarterback, and that's something that you can't really coach. It's a it's a natural instinct that he has, and it's really showing up. It showed up against Pittsburgh, showed up again against the Rams, and that's something that's going to frankly make it hard for Pete Warner to get all the snaps at linebacker when he comes back because Caden Ellis is really making a name for himself. Uh, I like that Caden Ellis is also instinctual in the run game. Uh, he knows where the hole is. He gets to the hole. He meets the running backs in the hole. I think he's done a very good job filling in. Uh, mentioned it yesterday on TV when he was making plays. Uh, he's done a – it's very impressive to see how he's just stepped in and it looks like he's been a, a you know four-year starter – at the position. Demario Davis after the game said he was the best kept secret in the NFL and he was just glowing about his play. How does somebody like that not get on the field more? Well, you you look at the way the offenses, <clears throat> opposing offenses are kind of uh, building their team or building their roster and Pete Werner is going to be better in coverage. And so you automatically think, well, let's have the better cover guy. He's going, Pete Warren is going to make tackles. Like he's not, he's a good player. So he'll make tackles and he's going to be better in coverage. So let's put him in the game as opposed to Caden Ellis, who's also very good at stopping the run. And then he's going to get pressure on the quarterback. So those, those pressures on the quarterback, you know, they have to be designed. It's not like he's just a defensive end that gets to rush the quarterback every down. So I can see why you would say, well, I would, I would rather uh, plan a defense around a better cover guy, especially going up against, you know, Kyle Pitts uh, over at Atlanta and some of these better tight ends. I can see why they would say, well, Pete Warner would get the nod as a starter. But again, Caden Ellis gets in there and he's really making the most of it. 
Yeah, it's been fun to watch him play. We'll see if he gets on the field again this weekend when Pete Werner will come back and how they'll handle that situation going forward. Another situation that they're going to have to address is the defensive ends. You know, we knew that they were going to be down Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport coming into this one. Peyton Turner gets injured early in the game. They have some other options. And I think, you know, Carl Granderson came in and did well. How did you like feel that they did on the line considering the injuries, especially in game that they had to deal with? I thought they did a good job. First and foremost, they were aggressive versus the run. I thought Tano Passigno, Carl Granderson did a good job of getting pressure, uh, excuse me, getting stuffs and uh, not allowing too much uh, leakage of yardage in the run game. And then from there, it transitioned to the passing game and they got good pressure. You know, Matthew Stafford ends up not finishing the game and you got to credit the defensive line, the linebackers as well. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's all in unison. So the defensive ends, you know, you don't have a Cam Jordan, but the other guys did step up. How hard is it to, you know, adjust for a new quarterback during the game? You know, it's not that hard. You you understand what his strengths are, and then you expect that the opposing team is going to utilize his strengths. So Bryce Perkins, you know that he's a very good runner. Uh, the scouting report says that. So they started running a lot more zone reads, rollouts, uh, boots, things of that nature. So it, it's not that hard to adjust to it. Um, you, you just got to be ready for it if it happens. Looking forward to the next opponent. They have the 49ers and then they'll get back into division play. A win helps. You know, the division is still something that the title, I guess, championship, the NFC South, whatever you want to call it. They can still attain that if they end the season with some more wins here. What do you feel like the outlook for the, the next couple of weeks is for the Saints coming off of this game and this performance? It, it all depends depends on how they take care of the football and still want to see the defense uh, take away the football. And that was the, the biggest thing that showed up yesterday. They were very conscious about taking care of the football, the decisions Andy Dalton made, uh, running backs putting two hands on the ball when they were about to get tackled. Uh, so now on the flip side, I want to see the defense start to try and rake at that football, try to get more interceptions. Uh, and with that play, and, and then the penalties, because that was really good as well. Uh, with those two things, uh, you see that there's no they, they can compete with any team. There's no team that's uber talented or, frankly, super healthy at this time. I, everyone has injuries. Everyone's dealing with something. You know, not all the pro bowlers are playing right now. So uh, that that is encouraging for the Saints, knowing that they can go out and compete with anybody as long as they take care of business. Well, I appreciate the time and the insight as always. Hopefully we will see you again at some point this season. Cause obviously good, the two Sounds games you've had for us, we've won. Yeah. It wasn't like that last year. So I think overall, <laughs> I'm, uh, I think I'm still sub 500 calling Saints games. So. All right. Well this year uh, we'll take it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks Aaron. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.